When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 243 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Brought to you by ASICS. Shout out to ASICS. Shout out to ASICS. Quality wrestling shoes. I'm Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Willie's here in a lovely Argyle sweater. It's 85 degrees today, and he's wearing a sweater. Not at 6.30 in the morning. No, it was very nice. T-shirt weather. It was not. Regardless, uh, I'm just tougher. A lot to get into. The opening D1 weekend went down. Opening weekend. But the, but the thing is, last Thursday we speculated about... The Gilman tapes were like, we yeah. think he said this. We're heard that he may have said this. People transcribed it and said that he said this. But until you hear it, you don't really know. What, so we were like, maybe he didn't say this, right? Because some He's, of it was pretty strong. It was quite what? strong. Everything that we said, he might have said, he said, he it. said it. And then some. So it was honestly the biggest story of the weekend in terms of what you guys seemingly cared about. Everybody um, was talking about it. Everyone's talking. People were talking. Talking about people. And Bonnie Raitt. Classic Bonnie Raitt moment. But but so the the fallout from it, I, I don't know if there will be much of it. I think this it may be behind us. But I just want what were your thoughts around it? Um I, I have some opinions myself, but I'm curious what, what you thought listening to it. It was one of the more now, now we can compartmentalize it, right? But when we were listening to it at HQ, when we find this tape finally got up, it was like one of the most electric, like oh, 15 minutes. We were all, crowded, we were all around. crowded around watching it, just like living and dying with every word. Because it was, say what you want about the appropriateness level, Come which on, it was not high. The it was we were thoroughly entertained. I mean, what was inappropriate about it? He said swear words. He said swear. He literally said, "I don't I get lost." On what the swear was word what was inappropriate? He, well, then at that point, nothing is inappropriate <laughs> if anything you say is just. I mean, what do you mean? It wasn't graphic. Listen, they sent Thomas Gilman to a roast, and he roasted people. 
He said, I'll wrestle this guy, I'll wrestle that guy, I'll save Dresser for last because he's old and crippled. I mean, that, that that's was, a roast. Yeah, that. I, I think it was the part where he said to people who liked him and rooted for him, F you, would probably be the part that was... Listen, he's an anti-hero. He is that. He's an anti-hero. He is that. And you gotta love him for it. I Hey, we are pro... This is a pro-Gilman podcast, Okay. For better or for worse? Well, here's here's the thing, though. You want to say pro-Gilman. It's not pro-Gilman. I am pro-speak-your-mind. I would rather a guy say what's on his mind than than just coach-speak. Yeah, we're going to come out. We're going to compete hard. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can put well, it all together. There, there's also... <laughs> there's there's coach-speak, there's honesty, and then there's Gilman. Uh, if we're looking at the spectrum, like there's there's a lot of honest coaches out there that actually say fight what, night, roast each other, go. Yeah, that's what it was. It's I, a roast. I think uh, you can't blame. I mean, listen, it, if if your if your kid gets your car keys and drives your car around, shame on you for le- le- leaving your keys around for the the kid to get I them. Don't know. You sent. Not you a sent great analogy. You sent Gil- listen. You sent Gilman to fight night. You get what you get. But that's different than Gilman didn't steal the keys. They gave him the keys. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. They gave him the keys. <laughs> Look, and there was people. Part of the criticism, <laughs> including some Hawkeye fans, was that um, Gilman. Gilman, there was kids there or something. And yeah. That's not ideal. And uh, maybe don't take your kids to a bar. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I I was never in a bar as a child, but um, I don't know. I, it's like it's at a bar, but it's not like a it's not like a bar scene, right? It's like you see that. I mean, there's high school coaches there. Yeah. There's college coaches. You're a fan of the college teams, the high school teams. It's a known. It's not like you're not going to the club, okay? It's it's a family activity, I guess. I don't know. It's also called Fight Night, and it is at a bar. So those things, I've never been. So I can't really, all I can say is, like, what I'm told happens there, right? Um, but I, I think Gilman, Gilman was true Gilman. Gilman is the most, even in the Iowa room, I think he's the most black and white guy. I think there is no... I I think I think there's middle ground with the the Brands brothers. I think they have that middle ground with even Coach Schwab, right? And other guys. By middle a, ground, but, you mean filter? Uh, maybe a filter, but even you know Tom, Tom Brands is competitive with with Doug Schwab and all that stuff. But he can send that guy a birthday message. We saw that video, right? You know, a, a very affectionate, you know, you know, love you kind of birth. Gilman doesn't have that. Gilman's Gilman does not Gilman, have that. He's at not all. he's not black and white. He's black and yellow. Oh wow, wow, that's right? good. He's 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 you're with us or against us, right? And if you ain't with Ex- us, except get black off the and yellow are both Iowa colors. So, but maybe that's it. There's just those are only those two options. Are you're the you're the enemy? That's what I'm saying. So if you ain't black and yellow, get over there, fellow. Rhymed it. So I I think I think with. With him, it's like that. That's what you knew you were gonna get, right? Gilman is. That's how he he literally views the world. I honestly, it's a little. He has a very small world in in that way. Like he's very well read, but at the same time, it's like, man, that's really how you view the world. That 
that kind of stinks, right? What do you mean view the world? He, he, Listen, if you're if you're not an Iowa fan, f you. That is a small world to live in. What? That's what he. That's what he means. That's what he feels. If you're not an Iowa fan, f you. Even if you like me now and you cheer for me now, f you. That's a small world. Um, that's a small worldview. I mean, that's and that's fine. Well, but, I mean, it's easy for you to say. It's easy for me to say that. Um, hey, listen. You used to hate me. Now I wrestle for Team USA. And you embrace me. It's easy for me and you to say, all right, Thomas, you know, embrace that. Embrace the fandom that you got now. And, you know, now they like you. It's easy for me and you to say, because you didn't get hate on every message board on Twitter. You didn't get booze rained down upon you. you right? You, people, the, the, the wrestling world didn't root against you. You think that Thomas Gilman doesn't take that personally? I don't know. I mean... If you can't compartmentalize that people boo you because they you're they're a Penn State fan or an Ohio State fan, I mean, yeah, they want you to lose because they don't like your team. No, that's not exactly true. People did not like Thomas Gilman from every nook and cranny, from every fan base because of the things that he said. It was not just a rivalry thing. It wasn't your typical it wasn't your typical anti Iowa people booing Iowa. It was people did not like Thomas Gilman because he spoke his mind. And so all those people, all that hate, and now he puts on a red, white, and blue singlet, and now they like him. At, Thomas Gilman said, I ain't having it. You didn't You didn't like me before. Don't like me now. And, and you can say that's wrong. People can say that's wrong. He should just get over okay, it. Okay, it's still small. It's a small worldview. If that's, if that's how you're going to... That is a, by definition, he lives in a small world in that way. If you have to have been an Iowa fan for him to, like, accept that you're on his side, that is a small world. Right or wrong, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not demonizing it. He lives in the smallest world of anyone probably in that Iowa wrestling room. All I'm saying. Weak world. Weak world. No, not weak. Small. Small world. So, I don't. Is anything going to happen with this? Probably not. I mean, that's probably it. They probably won't send him to fight night. They said they're not going back to fight night. That's weak sauce. I'll tell you what. You're not going back to fight night after the greatest fight night in fight night's history? That's what I'm saying. They had fight night. It was the first time, I don't know, anybody outside of the state of Iowa ever heard of it. And now they're not going back? No, we need this annually. Yeah, Maybe he, weekly. He's like, thanks for having us. We're never coming back. Short notice. Which I don't know what that means. But I, I don't know. That, that was one thing that did bother me. It's like, you're going to come here. You're going to tear the place down and be like, we're never coming back. I don't know. Go back. Go back. Go. I thought Dresser took some shots at Iowa, too. I know a lot of people turned it off after Gilman, but Dresser was taking some shots at Iowa. Oh, yes. He was taking some. But he's, Dresser did it. This, right. Call, he's very good at that. They call like, him the mayor. They yeah. call him the mayor for a reason. He was he Much was like, better delivery. Back, yes. He knows how to do it, whereas where he, he kind of like Gilman just like. Gilman yeah, just that's sounded, the thing yeah, too. He sounded like pissed off and was just like Yeah, he sounded angry. Yeah. Dresser does it all with a smile. He's like, man, yeah. when we were when I was at Iowa, we didn't back down from anyone. We wrestled everyone. It, and of course he's talking about how well, they Iowa won't wrestle Virginia go. Tech. They allegedly won't wrestle you and there I. There you go. Two things. One, part of the criticism of Gilman just beyond just the language was the delivery. Wow, he's young, he didn't you know, he didn't deliver it quite well. He, I mean, 
<laughs> he didn't deliver it quite well. What? First of all, what? What is the? What is the rhetorical devices that he is supposed to use during a roast? If you say that he didn't deliver it, he went out there and spoke spoke his mind. If if there is supposed to be a certain delivery, there was no delivery to issue to require. Right, exactly. If there is a delivery method to elicit a response, he did that. He got it. He got his job done. Um, number two, in context, people, right? Thomas Gilman just didn't go on stage and roast these people unprompted. Schwab said stuff about Iowa. Dresser. Okay. <laughs> very publicly. Very um, notoriously okay, ripped Iowa. So this wasn't unprompted. Okay. But the... the <laughs> Proportionate response was not there. Okay, Doug Schwab makes an orange juice joke, okay, and then <laughs> Gilman goes, F you. He goes, you guys are fighting for scraps. You, you, I don't know what a rivalry is. I don't know what a rivalry is. Like, he took it. He told them that they were too ashamed to admit that they wanted to be in Iowa City and that yeah. they were lying to themselves. Yes, yeah. Was referring to Schwab and Dresser. Basically, like, your jobs stink, guys. Yeah, and you're you know you jealous that you, you know you hate your jobs. Job. Yeah. That you were, like, th that compared to him making an orange juice joke, the proportion, it's a it's a little, the scales are well, But I'll tell you what, then maybe Schwab should have came up with something a little bit more. Perfect. I thought, no, Schwab's was perfect. It was, see, Schwab and Dresser had the perfect, um, I guess, tone. Like, just the playful barbs. Okay, Th those those are what like the fight night organizers were probably looking for. That little yeah, orange juice jokes. Yeah, you wish you were at Iowa, <laughs> but like Gilman, Gilman's <laughs> like no, 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 no. We're going full on Comedy Central roast. Like you're leaving in tears. Um, <laughs> it was, oh my gosh, it was it was a gift. It Thank was a gift. It was a gift. Even though, maybe not ideal. Maybe they won't. Wow! Plot twist. Maybe they won't. Iowa won't be invited back to fight night. Why would Why would they not? I don't Do know. they want their event to suck? Too much fighting. Too much fighting. Fight. I made that up. I don't think the fight night organizers would do that. But holy cow! So that was that. But you're right, Bracky Dresser and Schwab got their barbs in. But it was it was Gilman. Stole the show. And then we had the we saw. Afterwards, it was like a 10-second cell phone video where you couldn't hear what they said. Metcalf talking to Thomas afterwards. It looked like Metcalf was kind of being like, I don't know. I'm just reading a lot into it. But it was like like he was trying to be like, hey, man, just want to like get Say on the hello, same page. Yeah. Get on the same page. Like, I don't know if you really want to be about this for sure. And Gilman, you could tell Gilman. Like, Brent had his hand out to like shake his hand. Gilman was not going to shake his hand. Maybe did, maybe didn't, but it didn't look like, didn't look like they left on the on the same. Gilman term. was not having what Metcalf was saying. No, he was not buying. Yeah, what Metcalf was selling. Okay, so fight night, fight night. This show is brought to you by Asics, but fight night. If you want to come on board, <laughs> you should sponsor the show because big fight night. Guys. We did have the first kickoff of the year, wrestling weekend. <laughs> So <laughs> the first kickoff of the year. Well, I mean, there's only the one kickoff. Of the so year. there's only one of those. But so yeah. beyond fight night, there's a lot to talk about on the mat. Did I ever tell you about the kid that I coached that was from the hollers and called it fighting and would come up to me and ask, 
But hey, 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 coach, when we fighting? So that's all he would ever call it. He could not call it wrestling. So fight night, he would have loved fight night. <laughs> he would love fight night. <laughs> Shout out to Dustin. Dustin, you would love fight night. Okay. We did kick off the weekend for the first time. D1 wrestling. Yes. Where, uh, do, where do we start? It was a huge weekend. We had some recruiting news. You could, it was hard to keep up. Yes. With, but, with all the tournaments. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah. what I like. I got sit there on Sunday. I watch, I watch not one snap of NFL football. I'm, You're an idiot. <laughs> I, I was loving it. I just had wrestling on from once I got home from church the rest of the day. You can do both. Huh? You can do both. No. I did both Saturday and Sunday. It was great. The kids were watching Mary Poppins. I was just like, why? It doesn't even matter. I'll just keep this on. I'm not going to pay attention. I don't get the Redskins games anymore. So what? That's your fault. Redskins 4-4, four four, baby. It's very expensive. Cool. All right. So let's talk about we – it was really weird because we watched – we all stay on G-Chat, right? Like we're, we're all watching wrestling and we're and there's five tournaments going on and we're G-Chat sending each other messages. Hey, this is up on this mat and this is up on this tournament and blah, blah, blah. And in the G-Chat we said, man, we watched wrestling for two days, three days, and – we haven't seen a match where the new rule came into play. As soon as one of us said that, <laughs> it happened. Red Thorn. Red happened. Thorn. So, Can, we, yeah, Bracky's we play that it. clip. We're going to play it. And it occurred in overtime. Mm -hmm. Sudden victory. Great reattack from Red. Reattack double type of situation as you see it here on your screen. And locking around the waist is Thorn. He's caught on his back. But the, the ref kind of did it kind of weird. It's like he gave the two, but he didn't want to really call it on the danger, so he waited for Red to really finish the takedown. Why is he? Yeah, I don't Christian, know why, why is he holding the two? I don't know. He, he 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 was, in my opinion, he was just like not really confident in the call and wanted to make sure. Play it back, please. We're gonna play it one more time, but but if you watch the video, all right. Let me ask you a question. Okay, fire away, boss. He has. Okay, Fine. he counts. One, Danger. two, th three. Uh-huh. He's holding two. Shouldn't the match be over right now? Yes. Yes. The match should be over. Unless he's saying, I'm letting Red work for the fall. To see if he fall. could fall? Work for the fall. But he doesn't award near fall. Well, he's, not, he's not given near fall. He's not, he, he was given. He's just holding the two takedown. He's holding the two takedown. Right. Well, then the match is over. The only way you let him work for the fall is if they go into danger from the takedown. I know. I I think they're still – listen, I'm, man, you have to watch this match and just understand they don't quite know what to do yet. There's not – there wasn't – I'm not saying the ref messed up, but he wasn't exactly following – Maybe in the cadence the of procedure. What he, yeah, right. I think he wasn't wanting to – he wasn't wanting to stop it early on a not uh, – did I do this right kind of thing. So I he's not holding near fall. He's holding the he's two. He's holding two. And like – when he's going, when he's going like this, he's saying danger, 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 two takedown, not too near fall. Yeah, and he's but he holds it. Like, he could have just went two match over. Yeah, I think he was just waiting for a more certain instance. But I think that was the perfect example of the of when you want it used. Yeah, I do too. I think that's when you want to see it. I I felt like. Yes, he's on his back, just trying to avoid he's it. Just he wasn't hanging on to an ankle, but. There wasn't. He was kind of wrapped around the waist. 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 Uh, back exposed for a considerable amount of time. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's when that's when you want it called. I had it in, you know, I other coaches texted me. I didn't see it once. Always, like it just wasn't happening. Yeah. So to the point, the the rules accomplishing maybe what it's supposed to. Guys, don't go to your back. Mm-hmm. Don't go to your back. This won't happen. So it's not happening. So guys are adjusting their right. Their style, so which is great. That's really what you want to have happen. So so I think what Christian's alluding to, correct, is that. It wasn't it wasn't that we didn't see it because it doesn't happen. We weren't seeing it because kids adjusted. Right. I yeah, I I think that's that's my revelation there. That's how I kind of view what happened. Guys are knowing I can't go to my back, they're giving up takedowns. Um speaking of giving up takedowns, I was thinking this watching watching these two guys wrestle. I was watching Seth Gross and Ethan Lezak this weekend. You will never see guys fight off takedowns harder and when they're in a single leg from like guys like that when they know when they know the top game. It's like, coming. oh my gosh, I cannot get taken Can't down. Can't get here. taken down. I ain't getting out ever. Michich and um I forget who Lee Zach was wrestling. He, but the people do not want I mean, they still get their takedowns, but they man, they fight them hard knowing the stakes there. But anyway, that's just an aside. Um but we saw a danger zone. I liked the application in that instance. I I thought, um, well, Lezak. Lezak ended up wrestling Patrick McKee, who beat Chris Williams, high school senior. Um, but I thought Lezak and, and Gross looked amazing. Yeah, I mean, Lezak, it's tough to, like, you know, he beat his best wrestler he faces in high I school know, currently. I know, but last season, last season it seemed like there was something within him that wasn't Click it. Like, he, like... He had... No, man. Dude, he had tons of matches that looked just like that last year. All throughout all throughout the year. Just he didn't have any competition. Okay. He, and he, he waxed through a bunch of guys last year. I, I want to see I was him. concerned. Okay, here's the thing. Last year, there were periods of time where it seemed as if he was having weight problems. Or, like, the cut was taking its effect. Then we heard that he got really big. In the off season, that was just speculation. So I was, I was like, let's see how he does first time down at twenty five. No ill effects. It did, there was nothing to seem like he had a problem with the cut. Yeah, well, I mean, when, when you can be on top and you don't have Gilman gassing you from bottom, then your your tank doesn't get tested, right? It'd be but, interesting to see if more people try to gas him from bottom this year. I, I think more guys should take bottom against him. Yeah. That's what I. That's yeah, his it's biggest. A, it's a great game plan. That's his biggest weakness, honestly. It is honestly. It's his top endurance is his biggest weakness. But however, Ethan Lezak, being a true competitor, probably knows his top endurance is his biggest weakness and worked on it. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, so that was, this is Dactronics we're talking about with Red and Thor and Lezak and stuff and stuff. Uh, it ended up turning into like a. Nebraska, Minnesota. Nebraska, Minnesota, South Dakota State kind of deal. Uh, good win for Labriola over Coaster. Uh, Colt McChrystal beat Blees. Wanzak. Blies. Hey, do you know what's Blies? Blies. I wish it was Blies. I wish it was Blies. Because it be But Blies Steve Blies' name is Steve Blies. Okay, Steve so we'll, Blies. We'll try to Crystal <laughs> over Blies. Nick Wanzak over Isaiah White. Interesting. Yeah. it's And it was 2 nothing. That's uh, there was a, There were a lot of... Um, Unsaid words or unpublicly un- said words about Isaiah White about how amazing he's doing. Unpublic, it would be private, probably. Privately, that's the word. 
uh, about Isaiah White, how amazing he's doing, how, what he's doing against certain wrestlers. Okay, let's let's relax now. This guy lost matches last year to non all D one All Americans. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be good. He listen. Logan Massa, Isaiah yeah. Martinez are different dudes. He I mean, the word Lonsa. right, the word is he's doing great in the room. He's got he's he gets his takedowns on Jordan Burroughs or James Green or whoever. Everybody in the room. He couldn't take down Nick Wanzek. Cannot. Right. So, and maybe, you know, first tournament of the year, I still think he's all American caliber. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's not, that's not the words that were getting thrown out. Right. I think the issue was more that he couldn't get out from bottom. Yeah. He he got rode for the whole third period. That's more concerning to me. Like, he got the legs. He didn't finish anything, obviously. But, like, getting rode for a whole period is not, that's not how you want to be an all American. Nomad has a screwdriver in his hand. Not going to ask. Isaiah no. White, I, I still think, going to have a good season. Could All-American. He's nice. Zay Zay's so nice is his Twitter handle. So nice. Okay. But not uh, so nice from bottom. And then the final thing from Dactronics, Gable Stevenson, high school senior, wins and just destroys everybody. Listen, th- he didn't really wrestle. I mean, Streifel's a guy, you know, and Grayson, he's solid. There, but there's no one there to test him. G- listen, Gable Stevenson would be – um, I think second or third this year at NCAAs. But look, you say I don't know if he could beat you Kuhn. S- you say nowhere, nobody to test him. That's only because he's that's so only good. because he's Gable Stevenson, right? If if we had no context and no idea whatsoever, and wrestling was the way it was ten years ago, when you know a kid's name but you don't know what they all the context it is. And a high school senior went to a college open and put up the scores that he did. And the way he did. And the way he did. Right? So, uh, interesting thing, you say, you know, second or third, obviously Kyle Snyder's there. Um, when Gable, did you redshirt him? No. No? Right away. He'll win next year. He'll win next year, and then three years after that, make him a four-time NCAA champion. I don't know if he'll lose Who's going to – listen, upsets happen. I know. We've seen it. But on paper, next year, is Nick Neville's beating him? Is Tan- I don't think they are. I Guys can't get to his legs. So I, I don't even know where his leg defense is because it's so rare guys even can get through his head hands. He can get to legs so – I mean – What was interesting to me – well, first of all, his leg defense, but that's because his his footwork is amazing. He, that's what I'm saying. His it's like footwork. It's not like it's, it's not, not like his, his leg, leg defense. No, I'm not talking about. That's why my whole point. We don't know where his leg defense. is. I know, but that's be, right because of his feet. But what what watching him this weekend, what really surprised me, maybe not a surprise, but a validation, um, is that where where has Gable wrestled the last three years? What folk style tournament did he wrestle in? I have no idea. None. We've all, we just see him parterre on yeah. top. He could ride D1 guys. Yeah. And so. Oh, he was getting crazy riding yeah. time. So, check that box. Check it. I I don't know. Listen, he's the truth. Mm-hmm. He's the he he will probably he should go down as the greatest high school wrestler ever. Yeah. Who who can he's going to win worlds again this year, unless he goes senior level or something, right? He's not he's not losing in high school. He will have a completely undefeated four years. 
He will wrestle tough, com- the toughest competition available. Well, world. World. He, <laughs> at the planet. So, yeah, he doesn't go to Super 32, but because why? Because world. Well, he, didn't, he hasn't wrestled anybody outside this galaxy. That's true. That's so, going to be the one blemish. That's, that's going to be a black mark on he his He missed record. the interplanetaries in uh, 2015. <laughs> yeah, he, he did not wrestle Gazorp Azorp. Gosh. Gosh. Dang it. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. that's Dactronics. Let's move on. Uh, uh, a couple things to talk Pat about. Pat McKee, just want to say, that guy's physicality, for he does not look like he should be as strong as he is. He gets real movement on his snaps. His hands yes. are heavy. Like, he snapped Robert Howard. It's like, okay, he snapped a high schooler. No, he was... Guys, he was snapping dudes on their hands consistently. Mm-hmm. He is moving guys with his underhook consistently. He's he's going to be excellent. I And I wonder if he goes right away next year. You would think he would. You would think they'd want to slide Lezak, maybe redshirt McKee. Or, or they could just run it back one more year with the same 25-33-41. Minnesota going mean, to have this is a guy. This there. is a guy that wrestled 120. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, a, he's a 120. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really high. I'm, I'm Pat McKee. Maybe in my mind, perception-wise, no one has changed more in mind than in a, as a high schooler. I think a, than I think Pat that McKee. happened to a lot of people. Really, my personal my personal perception was Pat McKee is a middle tier guy, but when he gets to college, he's going to be really good. And that perception has changed too. In that he's not just a middle tier guy. He's an he is now an elite prospect. Uh, he, uh, Elite, he's going to be very good in college. I I fully believe that. Yeah, it's like anytime there's there's a brother of an elite guy, they almost get that bump, and then so like I kind of naturally like try to take that moment. Well, I mean, his, no, I mean, it's not just that though. His results weren't that great. Yeah, his results weren't that great, and the ones the results that were good were freestyle esque, and so I I understand the reservation on to Patrick for. Mm-hmm. For a given period of time, but now he's shown. He's an animal. Um, okay, Clarion Open, two, a couple things to talk about. Chance Marsteller uh, didn't have much in the way of competition, but looked, looked really great. Yeah. Uh, good good motor, good gas tank, teched everybody, I guess. Um, Zachary Lee. Lee. Nick Lee. Nick Lee goes out and scores first. Zachary comes back. You know, I watched, I watched that match. I watched most of Nick Lee's matches, and... He got the first takedown, and I thought just a little. He, Nick Lee's gonna be one of those guys, and especially like in year two, year three, someone that he's gonna be a volume shooter and it's gonna be really effective. Right now, I think he's still mastering that. This is a really nice finish. He took he took a, a shot against Zacherl and gave up a really easy reattack. I think he's still like Nolf can take a thousand like right there. Like that's just textbook reattack from Zacherl. That's like. I'm in a D1 room. I wrestle D1 guys, D1 tournaments, and I'm set up on that reattack all day. Whereas Lee will make those adjustments, and he's not going to put himself in those positions, I think. Especially Most, especially in the Penn State room because those guys are reattack kings. True, true. Um, so I, I think it, it's, it slows down a little bit of the Nick Lee hype to maybe a, just a more sane level. Or I was there, right? I'm, I still think Nick – if they I wrestle him this year, I think I think he could be a top top eight guy, top five guy potentially. Interesting note: I saw Penn State put out their like projected lineups a few minutes ago 
for their duels this weekend, oh. and they just have Cortez listed at 41. Just Cortez. And at a couple, and like at 25, they listed three guys, and at 97, they listed three guys. So interesting. That they did not list Nick Lee. No. Uh, you know, it makes sense. I mean, he was, he was unattached. He was listed right. as unattached. So I thought they might just put him in there as like a sl- or a guy. You know, like yeah. well, they probably don't want the speculation or. Well, that's what I took away from it, right? I turn on Flow Pro, watch the tournament, and he's wearing a Nittany Lion singlet, uh, a Nittany Lion wrestling club, club singlet. Uh, so I'm like, oh, they're still keeping it now. That to me, that I was like, well, that doesn't mean he's not wrestling. Look, he could go to Clarion Open, roll his ankle, and you don't if, want he, to if he's wearing a Penn State singlet, it's a match. Yeah, you don't burn you don't burn his red shirt for. You know the opening weekend of yeah. the duels, either, right? Yeah. Like you, you know, we saw it, they did they done this. They did it with Mark Hall, right? They they didn't use them, and then then they used them. Then they used. Them. The, and additionally, why would you not? You have Jared Cortez, right? Send him to all these opens. Send him to the scuffle. Send him to these tournaments Keep and see them. see where he stacks up. See, I mean, Nick Lee can be at the scuffle unattached too, right? Yeah, of course. So I'm, I'm sure he, he probably will be, and I'm sure we'll see him other times in between there. I full so I mean like Keystone. Bottom I, line, I expect to see him there. Bottom so I, he's going to be in a non Penn State singlet for a long time. But bottom line, does he start comp conferences? That was that's what I've thought all along. Um, so I won't like say, oh, he lost to Brock Zacherl. No, he won't. Uh, yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with it. No. Um, Listen, if Jared Cortez, I'm saying, I'm saying though, yeah, yeah, if Jared Cortez comes out and lights the world on fire, then maybe you reconsider. I, I'm just but not there my, with that. I, I know, neither am I. That's why I'm saying, when push comes to shove, when it comes down to um, the middle of the year, the end of the year, Penn State's gonna Penn State's gonna start Nick Lee because they need him. I, I think here's my prediction: by the time scuffle post scuffle, Nick Lee will have shown himself to be their best option at 141. <clears throat> and then Penn State will have to say, we, thus every point is going to matter. He for has this, to, this team race? Yeah. Listen, they're punting 25 and 33 already. They're not going to give, unless Keener can remain healthy a whole season, which remains to be seen, they're, they're not going to get major points from those two. That's what I'm saying. They need them. They yeah. need 41. And plus, now that he has a loss, Kale has to pull him because his record will be safe. That's what I said about Marco. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Nick Renan beat Zach Zavatsky. Random. Listen. A year ago, about this time last year, I was entirely too bullish on Nick Renan. I was like, this guy's going to place. He's a real threat. He could do big things this year. 174 for NC State. He was not. It's all relative, right? It's all relative. But he was not good last year. Barely qualified. 0-2 at NCAs. And he goes, maybe he's just better at 84. Maybe, and you think about him in high school, he always wrestled up, wrestled up, wrestled up. So maybe he's just better at wrestling bigger, less athletic guys, whereas 174, that athleticism is like maybe more on an even Re- level. Nick might have Nick might have beat Nick might have beat the number one guy at three different weights. Or the or the number two guy, essentially. He beat Colbre. Mm-hmm. He beat. That was up. Bresky. Not really up as the way he wrestled that ent- entire year, I'm pretty sure. Did what he I, beat Bresky? Yes. 
When was that? Because um, I thought Bresky, but I can't remember when. Backside Askren. I remember before I started working for Flo, I got an argument with Willie about it. My memory of Renan was when he wrestled Singletary in National Preps, and I was like, this is a college 174 against a college heavyweight. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of 195 is a 3-2 match. Right. Now, I don't remember when he wrestled Bresky still. Backside uh, of Akron. Backside of Akron. Um, yeah, but I was thinking about something else. He was thinking but about yeah, maybe. Um, what so, else? So, I don't know what to make of that. Nick Renan's redshirting as far as I can tell. So I don't think they're gonna pull him. And I so okay so that Zach Zavaski didn't drop. But then Rena got beat by Bryce Carr, by the way. True. So Zavaski didn't drop, right? And it's like, well, should he? First of all, we don't know exactly what a loss to Rena quite means. It's probably not. A, it's not a good thing, right? We're we're noting it as a bad loss. But does Ryan Price really have the resume to pass Zavaski? Not in my opinion. I think I think Zavaski has a better ledger than Price. That could be debated. Um, but so Zavaski stays ahead for for now. Other nuggets. Um, Short leash Zach. Other nuggets in the ongoing feud between me and Kyle Bradkey. Boo Lee Wallen beat Gio Martinez. Boo Lee Wallen? Yeah. We're going Lee Wallen now? I think it's actually Walleye. What do you <laughs> call him? I thought it was Boo Lee Wallen. That's all I've ever heard him called. I just call him Boo. Just um, he's it, your he's your enemy. I Bracky. mean, it was a, sounds like a great match. Ten eight, sun victory. What did Gio have to say about it? Um, we didn't talk about it a lot. We don't want to dwell uh, in the negativity. Um, looking forward, looking forward to the next match. If um, you if minor you missed, setback for a major comeback, we're gonna be all right. If you missed previous episodes, Kyle Bradkey loves Gio Martinez, and I've been telling him for four months that Boo would be the starter. So, Boo beat him this time. I like Boo. It's just mm. he's in the way of my boy Gio. Uh, Rutgers, Maryland, live on flow. Nikki, Nick Suriano looked great, as to be expected, because he is great. Um, Richie Lewis looked good. I thought Mike Van Brule had a great shot against Deal. Almost pulled the upset off. Yeah, Deal almost sort of melted down. Maryland. Hey, where was Baby J wrestled in somewhere else? He yeah. in open he's not on the team for semester. Ooh. He's always on the team. He just yeah, not academically eligible. Yeah, that that's what I was meant. That's what I meant. Ah, okay. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what? What is he doing at this open tournament when they have the duel today? And that's that explains what. it. There you go. And then uh, Gravina's shoulder came out. That was crazy. Then they yeah. just put it back they in. They just put it back in. He's like, I like when he's like directing the guy, like, no, move my shoulder this way. And they go, and it's back in. <laughs> that was so up. badass. Dude, that was that, that was, was pretty cool. Who's the fullback in Friday Night Lights, Brecky? Oh, Tim my. Riggins. That was, no, 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 I'm talking about the movie. Oh. That was Don Billingsley. Yeah. That was Don Billingsley against uh, Dallas Carter. That was some. Don <laughs> Billingsley. Oh, that work. It's Nick Ravina. Okay. Train. It was based on it's the gravy train. Everyone's hopping on board now. I've been the conductor of the gravy train for a solid two this years is true. now. Uh, well, you've so, been a conductor. Speaking of, you've been so, a conductor of you driving the Ben Darmstadt bus. We're, no Cornell week on the opening weekend. No, no, we're focusing on our academics right now. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to watch. I when are we gonna get to watch this team? When are we gonna watch? I want to see Yanni. 
I want to see Benjamin. And, uh, yeah, that's really it. I mean, there's other good guys, but those are the two I'm most interested in. Two nugs from All-Star Classic. Um, Darian Cruz tries a roll through cradle. Man. And sort of planet there by Piccinini. <clears throat> Big six-point play um, was, was essentially the match. Pick six, yeah. I thought. <laughs> 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 so. Bravo. Uh, so Piccinini, I, I thought. I didn't think he would be able to beat Cruz. And, you know, Darian, in, in hindsight, yeah, go for the roll through cradle at an exhibition. But, man, it looked like he had it. It was like, oh, boy, this is bad for for pitch. And then, sure enough, he just got planted there, and, and that was it. It was, it was weird because, well, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought he was out of position. I thought it was too – an odd position, but it was it was weird that uh, Darian never really broke the cradle. Like he's on his back with the cradle, right? Yeah, he's like, well, maybe I'll come out on top with it. So he wins in a kind of a one move match where Cruz he took an un now we can say unnecessary risk, right? Um, not to say that Pitch would, couldn't have potentially found another way back, but Darian did have a couple takedowns, I think. He had a um, takedown, but Pitch and also. Much better than I think people give him credit for. I think people give him a lot of credit for being Do they? very. I think he's very. Every, what else can you say? He's very good. I don't think he's quite. I and mean, he just beat the national champion. I don't quite put him in that top tier, even in spite of that. I don't put him in the NATO. Suriano. He's a tough realm. out. He's a tough out. Oh yeah, no one. And no, remember what Nomad said. Third year. That's at just about State. to say that. Thank you. Third Christian. year at Oklahoma State. And remember, Nomad backed up that third-year Oklahoma State by saying he would go from fourth place to fourth place. Yeah, yeah, at 125. Right. So he put Big his jumps. money put his money where his mouth was. Big jumps with that one. The other All-Star Nugget, um, Zahid takes out Hall. It's really the the way I view it. It's kind of first blood between those two. Their their first match. I feel like we never really got to find out who was better. That was like the one. Real shame of Zahid Mark Part One is that the penalty point takedown. Not that it shouldn't be a penalty point, but it's like it's not a measure of skill necessarily, right? And so we never really saw a true takedown in that match, like one where the stakes were even. And so this was kind of the first one, right? In what could be, and I'm hoping that these two will remain at the same weight for their careers because it would be awesome be a great rivalry because I think it's going to go back and forth like this. I think it's always going to be a one takedown <clears throat> match. I think they're two of the, the biggest freaks of nature, most skilled guys in the in the country. And see, he got the leg attack and he got a finish. And I mean, you know, what, what do you make of it other than, okay, you knew it was a coin flip match and it just went to his way this well, time. Well, I think what you, what you take away from it is Zahid – there was two guys doing two different things. Zahid was attacking, attacking, attacking. Mark was looking at defense counter. I mean, Zahid stayed on offense. His, I mean, to to have a guy that you're wrestling the national champ, and it's not just the national champ. Mark Hall is Mark Hall. He's all world. He's always been all world. And to have, to wrestle a guy whose defense is as salty as it is, and to wrestle so aggressively. Mm-hmm. That was very impressive to me. 
your game plan is to go out there, and maybe that's why he was so aggressive, though. It's, it's because like it's going to take fifteen attempts to crack one. Yeah, that for me is why long run. I th- I take Zahid over Hall. Oh boy! Which before Penn State fans get on me, it's like I think Zahid's ninety nine point nine nine. I think Mark Hall's ninety nine point nine eight. So shut up about that. But Z- <laughs> Mark has always been a counter defensive big move wrestler, and whereas Zahid's been more conventional in the sense know, of dude. adamantium hips and he wins close matches and, and attack, attack, attack. And maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I slightly, slightly, if they wrestle 100 times, I think Zahid wins 51. Listen, I I think Mark gets... I think it's, it often happens that guys get kind of marginalized based on like a match or two. In general, Mark Mark's is looking to score, score. But because Mark has these freaky counters that he can do, it's like he's defensive, but Man, I, I remember, you know, against Crutchmore, he comes out, gets the first takedown, goes right to a tilt. I think, and he was a true freshman last I hundred, year. I hundred, we're gonna see it. We're gonna see his offense evolve. I hundred percent agree with that. That he gets labeled as a, as a counter guy. But in that, in that match, he was. Yeah. No. And I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. And I think. I think Nomad, your points are valid, and that Zahid was looking to. Attack that whole time. I I think, man. And you know what else I was thinking? I was like, man. Not only are we gonna get this rivalry D one, we should be seeing this world level or world team trials level. They're gonna be seventy nine kilogram guys. Uh, that's gonna be a perfect weight for Zahid, Perfect weight for Mark Hall, along with Dake. And you know, does Imar come up? I probably not. But does someone like Daringer come up? John Reeder look great. That's gonna be. We didn't an even amazing. talk about Schultz. Reeder look great. Blaze Collar retired. Gadisov. Hey, he re-retired Gadisov. <laughs> he three-tired him. I'm, I'm coining. He three-tired him. Gadisov <laughs> got inside tripped. He laughed, but really that hurt. You need to, you need to go through. So Richard Immel does these these pictures, right? Uh, he's taking photos. You need to watch. Like, look at the pictures. He gets power bombed in the first thirty seconds. He's mm-hmm. getting bent up in another picture. Like, if you if you just look at the sequence prior to the the inside trip right oh, here, no. there you're he like, is. how could how could Cabell possibly win this match? I lost my mind. Well, yeah, nice look defense. at that's a. Well, he, I love yeah. that bridge he did though. Listen, a lot of people talking about um, Gadisov's size. Or lack thereof. Huh? Cabell's a monster at that weight. Yeah, Cabell's a, a heavyweight. But Kadisov looked, he looked pretty trim. Mm. He looked pretty yeah. trim. He's, Look at he's him. He's cycling off. Man, he's like, geez, he's he laughing. Looks, Everybody's laughing. Everyone's laughing. It's the most hilarious loss of all time. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's just uh, got their chuckles. It's like, oh. People in Cabell's corner were laughing. Yeah, I mean, you didn't see that coming, right? The mood in the gym was, yeah. After that, and yeah, then what was the ambiance like? Let's go to Dan for the ambiance in the room. Ambiance, yeah, the ambiance. It was literally everyone was loud. Like it was, it wasn't one of those where you upset everybody. I mean, there's like pictures. Where I'm like, oh, but it was, it was, yeah, it was a funny loss. It was like, oh, he caught me. Oh, world champ, I lost. It was weird. I loved <laughs> it. I loved every second of it. Oh yeah, go USA. Always beat Russia every so, time we can. Don't what? Uh, that was the biggest upset of the weekend. But what is? I know you guys did a. Biggest upset of the college mm-hmm. scene. What were the Renan Zavatsky? Renan Zavatsky was one. Shade lost to Traxler was another. Uh, Ethan Ramos lost to Yeah, Ramos lost to Ben Harvey. Ben Harvey. That's he's a host he, of Family Feud. <laughs> I don't I think it's a different different Harvey. Um, so that was one of the big ones. A couple unranked guys beat top ten guys. 
but they're Moisey all- took fourth. He lost to Gromacki. Moisey. Every match he lost was like by a half a point, I think. <laughs> Very lost three matches, matches this weekend. What'd, What'd you say? say? Lost three matches this weekend. He lost to Lamont in Twice. overtime by fall, correct? Yeah. He lost to Lamont, I think, by a, I, th- I think, a riding time point? Six, four. Or was it six, four? Yeah. And he lost to Gromacki. Larry Early beat Paul Fox. Paul Fox, and then Larry Early got beat by somebody in the finals. Fine silver. Fine yeah, silver. Majored by fine silver. Yeah, but you gotta be really classic. Grant, oh my god. Silver. Grant you know Grant Leith came back? In full and he had a neck brace? He had a Grant <laughs> Leith! Is this legal? He went full caddy. Grant Leith posted on uh, no, I knew he came back. I knew he beat Eric Baroni from from Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't watch any of it. Grant Leith posts on Facebook, it's been a long road back. Blah, blah, blah. Let's hope, you know, I knocked off a ranked opponent. Let's hope, you know, this holds up. He wore a neck brace in the match. I don't know how that. A neck brace. How is that legal? He wore a neck brace. <laughs> how do you collar tie a neck brace? How That's do you, not fair. Does Is anybody, look, man, no offense. I'm glad. I love Grant Leith. I've always loved Grant Leith. <laughs> this is a funny kid, a great kid. I'm glad he's wrestling. But if you have to wear a neck brace when you're wrestling, maybe you should take up tennis. <laughs> that doesn't sound safe. Doesn't sound safe, but sounds like you're just out on spinal safety. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he's all in on spinal safety. He's trying to tell him <laughs> yeah. not to wrestle to hurt his neck more. Uh, yeah, I guess you're. I guess you're pro spine safety. Uh-huh. Willie doesn't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Willie's lost. Willie's lost. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> I was. I wasn't paying attention because I'm thinking about those. You pretended to think. I'm thinking about those 55 year old wrestling coaches that walk around the gym like this. Oh my gosh. And somebody calls your name, Willie, and you go, "Hey." <laughs> what? There's, so, there's no joint. Their no. knees don't work. Their elbows don't work. Their neck don't work. They're like, hey, uh, Roger they, Kish. Uh. They just spin in circles to to move around. Like that's how they walk too. They that, just need rolly chairs at all yeah. times. It's the, the perfect, it's the perfect seat for those guys. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. I don't know. I I need to see the footage of the uh, of the neck brace. But yeah, I'm pretty. Sure, I don't know. I know Keddy practiced with a neck brace. I'm pretty sure Phil Keddy wrestled with it. With a neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, Iowa fans. If there are any out there listening, remind me. Did Phil Ketty wrestle competitively with a neck brace? I'm pretty sure he did. Phil Ketty wrestled with a Hans device. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's a thing in a NASCAR where you can't. Oh. It's actually from concussion. Or keeps you safe. Well, that's yeah. good. I'm pro that. Because uh. NASCAR is pretty dangerous. Uh, other upsets. I think those are the, the main ones. The tough ranking conundrums we had. For me, the toughest was 125. Where what do you do... With Darian Cruz, the guy's so good. He's an NCAA champion, but at the same time, you gotta hit him for losing. So, I, so I tried to do yeah. the most measured thing. We went Nato Suriano now to Piccinini three, Cruz four. Like I think that your final. Well, I think that the final product was spot on. I don't. I don't know how you do anything different, and I don't know why it was that tough a decision. Well, to me, it's, it's clear it's tough when it's for me one of the tougher things was having pitch pass lezak oh lezak yep. lezak has also beaten cruz yeah right yeah yeah so it's like uh but 
ultimately, I decided more recent win. The more recent one was Cruz over Lezak. And Cruz, yes, and Cruz more recently lost to Le- or beat Lezak. So I was like, okay, I think we can do pitch at three safely. Does Oki State go to Minnesota? They wrestle. Minnesota goes to Stillwater live on floor wrestling. Minnesota goes to Stillwater. So they'll settle that. They'll settle that. They'll settle that. So Lezak could potentially be number three after if he beats Pichinini. That'll be a great one. Man, that's marquee. That's marquee. All right. Let's get into it's time to take the it's time to take America to task. Mm-hmm. Not America. Well, some humans in America. So one of the top recruits in the country in the class of twenty nineteen, he's already a cadet world champion. Daniel Kirkfleet, heavyweight prospect, who was kind of a the one ninety seven heavyweight prospect. Verbals to Minnesota approximately one year ago, right? (laughs) Then he grows a little bit. We've talked on this show before. Could he make 97? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Then Gable Verbals, Gable Stevenson Verbals to Minnesota five months later after Kirk Fleet does. Kirk Fleet recently said, I decommitted from Minnesota. I'm going to Oklahoma State. And people, some people lost their minds. And we said, say names on this show. Yeah. Um, so it started It started with Shane Sparks' tweet. And whether Shane Sparks wants to admit or wants to say that he was talking about Kirk Fleet, Kirk Fleet or not, uh, that's up to him. But it really, it started, his tweet started a discussion on Facebook. Uh, I mean, on Twitter, with guys such as Adam Terrapelli and Scott Green, Scott Green, Doug Schwab, Israel Silva, uh, talking about the recruits committing earlier and earlier, and what it means and what quote unquote problems that arises from it. Now, I say that you're talking about, and Scott Green used the term a rash of decommitments. And I said, what's a rash? You're talking about A rash of one a year. You're talking about six guys over the course of two years or something? I mean, who who did it, right? Why is this a problem? And so I don't get the problem. Number one, I don't get the problem. And number two, uh, I don't get... I find it very almost disgusting for anybody to say... A man of their word. Are these, are these people not a man of their word? I a used to appreciate kid. a man of their word. Listen, a kid, a 16 or 17-year-old kid committed to a college, the situation has changed. They are going to make a decision that's best for them. Meanwhile, these coaches are, one, pushing for these early verbals. Yeah. They're saying you need to verbal. You need to verbal now or this offer's off the table. That offer, interestingly... At times, with some coaches who know who they are, you dogs, you tell a kid it's X, yeah, hear this. This is your offer. This I'll, t- I'll say it aloud to you. This offer is this number, okay? Please verbal on this number. And then, fax machine comes. Here comes my letter. Wait a second. That's not what you said. You rope-a-dope me. So all you rope-a-dope coach out there. Well, okay. there's, there's two cases. So that's that's part of why you, you see some of this flipping. That's not what happened with Kirkfleet. 
with Kirkfleet. He's a heavyweight. Gable Stevenson's there, and he's the GOAT. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I would call anybody that said uh, a man of his word, well, he doesn't want to fight for a spot for Gable. He's taking the easy way out. I would call all of you morons. Yeah, you are definitely if, a moron. If Kirkfleet... If Kirk Fleet intended, if he sticks with his Minnesota decision and say, I'm going to fight for a spot with Gable Stevenson for the next five years of my life, that would be asinine. That would be stupid. That would be. The, it's bad for all parties. It's bad for Min- Minnesota. Can't pay him. They can't give him. They can't. Right. You're not going to give two scholarships. You're not going to give a, a 75% scholarship to a backup. Right. It's it, bad for Minnesota. It's bad for Kirk, Kirk Fleet or Gable. It's, it's bad for America. It's bad honestly. for it's bad for wrestling fans that can't see Kirk Fleet or one of them compete. Uh, get over yourself. So I guess they, I guess they would say, well, he shouldn't have verbaled so early in the first place. As back to point one, first of all, I've not, and I'm not saying that Brandon Egum, Brandon Egum, and that Minnesota said. said Daniel, verbal now. I'm not saying that's what happened, but there's a lot of reasons that the early verbal happens. One, he thought he was a 97. He's it, not. Yes. Two, he, he wants. he's a hometown Minnesota guy. There's a lot of reasons for Kirk Fleet to want to go to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Three, Gable Stevenson, et cetera, et cetera. Circumstances change, just like in life for us, where I say I want to do one thing, but circumstances around that change, and then I don't do it. I committed to do something, I don't do yeah. it. A lot of adults out there have similar things yeah, that happen I mean, in their lives. Yeah, I mean, think about the, the stupid things that they're saying, right? I commit to, I don't know, I commit to Ohio State, and then I ain't feeling it, and I'm going to I'm gonna go to Pitt, right? Mm-hmm. If that's what I'm really feeling, if that's what I'm really feeling, if that's really what's in my heart, that's what I think is the best decision for me. Do you think I should not do that because you goofballs at home are going to say not a man of his word? Meanwhile, should I stick it out for five years at a place I don't want to be at a situation I don't think's best for me because I made a pledge when the ramifications of changing such pledge are nothing other than me being happier? Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, that coach that's recruiting you, selling you on your school is on the other line with another AD talking about getting a job over there. Yeah. Okay, but that, that's your man of your word. So it's like yeah. they want it both ways. They're holding they're holding teenagers to a higher standard than they hold themselves for sure. They don't hold themselves to, to and, that and, higher standard, and, and they don't hold the coaches to that higher. Right, standard. and that offer that offer goes up and down as their performance goes up and down, or they which get is other which is illegal, which they, is illegal. You can't do that, but well, they you, do it anyways. Right. They they coerce they it. Frequently happens in college wrestling that D1 coaches will coerce guys into lesser packages after they're on campus. Yeah, okay. Here's a good thing, too. Because a couple weeks ago on a show, you you said that all coaches, a lot of coaches, a lot lot of coaches cheat. A lot of coaches cheat. And people, some people on message boards were like, "Well, Christian left a cliffhanger. He needs, you know, he needs to come on and say this is an example of it. This is an example of coaches changing offers, coaches putting offers on the table, which may or may not be cheating, uh, but it's certainly not kosher, right? If you if you if say, that got out, that would be bad, very bad press for that for that team if that happened, right? right? If you say, I, 
I don't want to use specific examples. Right. If you say Wrestler X goes to the Super 32, you say, we got a commitment from Wrestler X. Well, you know damn well that you talked money. You know damn well that you said, I will give you 40% or 50% or 60%. And that person goes to the Super 32 and he does bad. Or he does not, he, he didn't like what he saw. You can change that to 20% or 30% or 15%. And, you know, so the coaches have the latitude. Yeah. The, the coaches have the latitude. That's not cheating. That's not, la that's not cheating, but it goes back to, it goes back to making the best choice and coming off of your verbal, changing your commitment, because the coaches have the latitude to change the scholarship amount, but what, the wrestler doesn't have the latitude to change his decision? Give me a break. Yeah. It's the I, biggest decision I, in these kids' lives at this point, and if they want to change it, then my God, they can change it. Why do you care about what a 16-year-old is doing that much? Yeah, and also, I, the, idea, the idea that this isn't <clears throat> a big deal, recruiting is the whole deal in wrestling. Listen, if you get the best wrestlers on your team, you're probably going to win, okay? That's what happens. These guys are, these wrestlers are so excellent. And, and now, I, I think the bust rate is even lower uh, than it has been before. You get a Mark Hall, you get a Spencer Lee, you get a Dayton Fix, that is the biggest thing that can happen. You have to have the horses to win. And there is development and there is things like that. But bottom line, this is about talent acquisition. And the acquisition of talent, where they're going, that's... Maybe the biggest stories that are in college. So the idea that the media shouldn't report what is literally the biggest the, the biggest thing that's happening. Idiots. I think they're sport. idiots. That's, I'll just say it's, they're I, idiots. Yeah. The, people, the people that allude to the, us reporting on it is part of the problem, you're idiots. Wrestling wants to be I, a big boy sport. Football and basketball are, you know, what we want to be. We want to have that kind of coverage. Well, recruiting is huge, huge absolutely massive these bleacher report makes these high level production videos for that it, it, i mean we are just putting out tweets saying hey this kid committed here this kid committed here it's what the sport needs and we're not there's <laughs> so many issues first of all everything that you guys said about the man of the word thing you are despicable if you go man of the word route whether it's kirk fleet whether it's chance marsteller whether it's gavin teasdale you're despicable second of all all the problems the problems that early recruiting creates your, your problems are with recruit, or excuse me, early commitments. Your problems are with recruiting itself. Bait and switch will happen whether the kid commits early or late. Uh, coaches negotiating power and kids not thinking they have power, that will happen whether the kid commits early or late. It's recruiting that you have issues with. It's dirty coaches that you have issues with. It's not early commitments. It's not us reporting on early commitments. It's not kids not being a man of their word. Well, You're despicable. Well, kids... Kids wouldn't be quick to commit as a sophomore or junior if they didn't get so much love on flow. Look, again, we're talking about six guys over three, two years. We didn't even, we when Kirkfleet committed, we didn't even run an article about it. We didn't even do anything with it. No, no. I didn't even, I didn't, I'll, listen, I can say this. I, I didn't know who he was until, um, like, last spring, right? I never, I hadn't watched him wrestle at that point. Then talk with some other coaches like this kid's the truth. He's gonna be amazing. So we we didn't coerce it. We didn't even do anything with it, right? We're we're gonna report news. And if you, as a coach, Scott Green, don't think that that's news. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you Scott Green, Scott Green, say, oh, part of it is they want love from Flow and the media, and they want. 
Kirk Fleet didn't, he did it on his own. He didn't reach out to us. He didn't say we want a big deal about this. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Which is fine, by the way. We ask a ton of kids to commit live. A lot of them don't. And that's perfectly fine. We're still going to write a story about it. Um, also, if you want to talk about, like, the media shouldn't report on it, but you're also saying that kids are uneducated and dumb and, and misinformed and whatever, well, wouldn't the ideal thing then to have as many eyeballs on as possible, be as above board as possible, be as transparent as possible, so that as many people as possible know what's going on in recruiting? Right. So, I, I, don't, I didn't understand that, that take. I don't know what, I mean... The problems are with dirty recruiting, not early and, and additionally, you know, Willie, really you brought up the, the coaches cheating thing and uh, cliffhanger thing. It's a it's a tough deal because I want to report on it. I want to do things on it. The the coaches and athletes are, are not willing to put to put their names on on something. No one wants to be the whistleblower. No one wants to be the guy that that blows the door off of the RTC slush fund. No one wants to be that guy, okay? No c kids want to go on the record at this time. But uh, the the stories I get about loan forgiveness through RTCs, um, through 100% scholarship through camps, like I'm, get, I'm getting that from, from D1 coaches, right? They're just literally like recruits are straight up telling them this. So – to, me, to, to get... me, it's only a matter of time yeah. before one kid has just just goes on the record and says, this coach told me this and offered me this. It's 100% illegal. And then, to me, that that stops it. To me, well, that if, if they undergo that scrutiny, they're going to have to stop cheating to that level because other the, kids will do it well, too. Well, the difficult thing is, the dif difficult thing is this. We're starting to get incrementally more data points incrementally more coaches coming to us and saying that this is going on right yeah. and then you hear more stories for me it's that the difficulty in being a journalist and writing about it is that okay we heard these stories now we're getting more people and they're the same stories right so where there's smoke there's fire but they won't go on record and and where's the evidence right it's well it's if, you have, very, if you have a kid go on the record Give a kid go on the record and say, "This coach told me this." Yeah. The, and then now you, now that other school has to say, "No, we didn't. Yes, we did." It has to go. And maybe there's documents. Maybe there's recordings. Yeah. Maybe there's something in writing. Something in a text. Something. I I I feel if the, these coaches are that sloppy with it, there's evidence out there. There's stuff that that you could very easily tie them right. to it. Right. So he, I I feel like. The, the evidence is there if, if it's just a matter of someone wanting to, to come forward and say, hey, this is happening. They're often in loan forgiveness. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if, if a recruit comes forward, right? But other people, too, are like – I mean, there was, there was critics of us saying that we talk about impropriety and, and we're not doing our job because we're not following up. It's not very – it's not that simple. And we're flying around the country going to events and we're doing all these things. We're not – we don't – we don't have the bandwidth to just go, hey, we're doing a deep dive. We don't have spotlight here. Right. Right? And also, you know, there's some unintended consequences that can come from the, us, yes. us running. The, not, and, and not that could, bad things happen to us. It's It could be bad for the sport. If, if this RTC thing gets blown up, okay, that could be really well, explain, bad. Explain if, that. Okay, so, well, just, you know, 
Hey man, listen. Yeah, come here. If the they're funding, the, if the they're RTC's funding, got you after after you graduate. You're if good. If they are funding scholarships, or there's a there's a repayment plan for their scholarships after they get out of college, and that's funded from the RTC, that's going to be a problem. Listen, and and there are some ads that are wrestling advocates that are pro wrestling. Uh, God love them. Thank you. There's not many, okay, and. and uh, an AD is looking for a reason to, to drop a sport, right? If they're looking for a reason, wrestling can be an easy one if there's if there's all this impropriety and there's scandal around well, it. Well, yes, that. I mean, but I don't think at those schools it's going to be an axing of the program. What, I, what I'm scared about, because the biggest programs have the most institutional support, right? I mean, They'll be fine. What, what I'm worried about is... The next wrestler X goes to uh, goes to this university that has great RTC and great funding, and they have money coming out of their ears. It, it turns out that their scholarship was taken care of in post grad by the RTC. People find out about it. They say it's improper. They shut down all the RTCs. The RTCs you can't have an RTC on campus. We don't want that. It's we we just won the world championship. Yeah. So it's good. It might be good for college wrestling and like the leveling of the playing field, but it could be really. I mean, we just won worlds, right? It's yeah, good. It's, it's bad. a. It's a good. And you know what? You know what the sad thing is? It's like, man, the 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 real crux is this is there is a growing and growing and growing economy around the sport that is finding a way to get money to yeah, wrestlers, yeah. right? Legally or illegally, just like we saw with with Louisville, economy capitalism finds a way. Money finds a way. Whether it's through legal means or illegal means, and if we're seeing that in wrestling, it's a sign of of there's stakes here and there's money around it. But <clears throat> that comes with a cost, right? Yeah. Look, and we're not. I'm not trying to blame anybody or paint anybody with a bad brush. There's there's some of it is dirty. Some of it could be very good job, creative loopholes, right? I mean. Um, but the way the situation is fleshing out, uh, somebody is going to bark at some point, right? And there's going to be—it's going to happen. It's going to be repercussions. Hey, just stay, stay posted. Stay, just, just, hey, just keep your eyes open. Just keep your eyes open. We'll see what happens in the next, you know, little bit here. Okay, maybe some more more things uh, happening under the radar. Ready Thursday soon. Thursday we'll be back. We brought the heat. One hour and nine minutes of pure heat. Pure heat. Delivered to you. Right to your phones. Right to your computers. Right to your face and ears. We're ready to go. You can play us out, You young can play Kai. us out, Kai. So here's the deal. We did it today. We did the thing. We did it. All right. We'll be back Thursday. But also on Thursday, the Penn State Nittany Lions are live on flowwrestling.org. They're wrestling the Armed Forces, Army, West Point. Army, West Point. Army, Army got a scrappy service. team. Yes, they do. They, 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 you know, I'm not saying anything. Maybe a little, maybe a little sailor in the lineup. Oh, maybe yes. Um, a little sailor blood taking out, no, taking out Penn no. State. I, I talked to Kevin Ward. Oh, think. great name, guy. <laughs> name drop, name drop from Willie. Well, he's the head coach of Army West Point. That's pretty awesome. Hey, me and Nomad tomorrow. Who's number one show? Tune in for that. Dan a lot Gable of rankings. The rankings come out tomorrow. Super 32 post rankings. Dan Gable committed early, according Never to forget. Kyle Brackey. People forget that. I definitely forgot that. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. See you next Thursday.